Twins legendary closer Joe Nathan absolutely robbed in Hall of Fame voting on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins, your daily Minnesota Twins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 26th. I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. You're watching on YouTube. Thank you. We do have a graphic to show you on YouTube today. So if you're not watching on YouTube, head over to YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. Follow the show at Locked On Twins. Three episodes a week right now, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The Twins are scheduled to play the Gophers in Fort Myers in 30 days. Recent negotiations between Major League Baseball and the MLBPA have me a little excited. I'm I'm more optimistic now than I was before. However, I've always said from the beginning, I did not think that games would be lost, but the owners have all the leverage here. We've known that as well. Players don't want to lose game checks. Owners really only care about playoff money. They care about the tickets. They care about the ticket sales in the regular season. But as we learned during the COVID season, a lot of their money comes from those contracts in the postseason. So I think the owners are much more willing to lose games, certainly than the players. Trending toward hopefully an agreement here between the two sides. Keep your fingers crossed on that. I want to talk today about Joe Nathan. Yesterday, Hall of Fame voting David Ortiz is elected in on his first ballot. Just one elected in. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling did not make it uh, into the Hall of Fame. I think there's a lot of dialogue. Like If you've been on Twitter in the last 24 hours, if you've really watched uh, any sports TV or baseball television, I'm sure they're talking about Barry Bonds and and you know, that time period and whether he should be in or not. I'll tell you this, Barry Bonds baseball reference page made me laugh out loud the other night. Like I was laying in bed looking at Barry Bonds statistics and I laughed. For someone who loves baseball reference, someone who loves statistics and looking at numbers and OPS plus and all those things. When I looked at Bonds, I was, it's unlike anything we'll ever see. Unlike anything you'll ever see, Barry Bonds, especially 2002 to 2004 for the Giants. Um, insanity. Just insanity, the numbers he was putting up. Whether he should be in or not, I do think it's a nuanced conversation. You know, I think it's, it is, it goes both ways. I can see both sides. I think Bond should be in. I'm very vocal in saying that. I think that Bond should be in, but he's not. And I don't know how much outcry is really going to help that when he gets to the committee, but he's officially off the ballot, um, is Barry Bonds. Joe Nathan was in for the Twins on this ballot with Torrey Hunter. Uh, Morneau was on the ballot too, I believe. So a couple twins and Nathan was the one I thought out of anybody who had the best chance in this hall of fame voting. And I'm going to be honest, like I'm not, I'm not a huge hall of fame voting guy. I don't follow it as closely as others. I'm not like super dialed into hall of fame voting. We will be when Joe Maurer's on the ballot, uh, which I think is next year. So we will be during that time. Didn't think there would be a ton of twins up you know, for a second ballot even this year, uh, Joe Nathan was the one. And, and here's why. From 2004 to 2009, that's six seasons, Joe Nathan among relievers who threw at least 300 innings in that span, and Nathan was well over 300 innings. He was over 400 innings in that span. Joe Nathan had the lowest ERA at 1.87. This includes Mariano Rivera in his heyday. 
First in ERA plus, so park adjusted, league adjusted, Joe Nathan, best ERA in baseball in that span among relievers. First in fielding independent pitching, so everything Nathan could, could control, he was the best at, 2.40 fielding independent pitching. He was first in saves with 146. He was first in win probability added at 24.2, and only Mariano Rivera produced more wins above replacement at baseball reference than Joe Nathan in that span. So that is a dominant six-year stretch. He was the best in the world at relieving baseball games and closing baseball games in that six-year stretch, Joe Nathan. That's six years. That is six seasons. And it's not like Nathan sucked before that. He had a great 2003 season. It's not like Nathan sucked after that. He had all-star seasons after 2009. Just taking that. If you're the best in the world at what you do for six straight or six season cumulative average of six seasons, and you're the best for six years, isn't that enough to get into the Hall of Fame? I mean, to me, it's like, what else What else did you want him to do? And especially for a reliever, the hesitancy to put relievers in the Hall of Fame, it is sad. It's sad to me. And what happens is what happened with Joe Nathan. Because there's this idea of that relievers don't deserve as much credit, they don't deserve as much recognition. In some ways, I do agree with that. Like, starters throw a lot more innings. Position players playing a lot more games. Relievers, it's a volatile business, but you can't just act like they don't exist. You can't act like great relievers not named Mariano Rivera don't exist in baseball. It's just, it's not fair to those guys. It's not fair to Joe Nathan. It's not fair to even Billy Wagner, who should have been in years ago and is not. And we're going to compare Nathan to Wagner today. It's just not fair to guys like them. You know, guys right below Rivera. We talk about Mariano all the time, as we should. And you talk about him in the Hall of Fame. If you're going to act like everybody who's not Mariano Rivera is not worthy of Hall of Fame, even to get past the first ballot or to make it into the Hall of Fame, we're never going to see it. Like, we're just never going to see relievers get in, great relievers get in. Joe Nathan was a great reliever for many seasons. And for six seasons, he was better than Mariano Rivera in that six-year stretch. And I'm not saying that Joe Nathan was better than Rivera. I'm not saying that Joe Nathan was better than even Billy Wagner. What I'm saying is... Joe Nathan deserves to make it past the first ballot. I am not. It might not even be saying that Joe Nathan is a Hall of Famer. You know, I, I believe that he is. Not get past, To not get past the first ballot is insanity to me. That's insanity. Didn't even get 5% of the vote. Like, that's ridiculous. And, and that's kind of why I'm, I'm discouraged from Hall of Fame voting altogether. It's like, what are we doing here? Joe Nathan can't get past the first ballot. Let's talk more about him after this word from Bill Barr. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. And they're soft and easy to chew. Plus, you can go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Built Bars are not only delicious, they're super healthy. 130 calories, 4 grams of net carbs. That's huge for a type 1 diabetic like me. You can go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you again for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms. So if you're watching on Twitter, we're going to pull up this little graphic here. It's comparing 
Billy Wagner's relief career, which spanned from 1995 to 2010 to Joe Nathan's career, 2002 to 2016. Now, Nathan came out of the bullpen for some games before that when he was a starter. We're going to combine the years where he really was just solely a reliever, 2002 to 2016. Wagner, strictly a reliever, 1995-2010. So we look at Wagner. If you're not watching on YouTube, we'll go through the numbers. But Billy Wagner was, was outstanding. And in no way, shape, or form am I saying that Billy Wagner doesn't deserve to still be on the ballot after seven years or whether he should be in the Hall of Fame. I think he should be. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. And I think he should still be on the – or shouldn't be still be on the ballot, but he he's earned his name on the ballot. Billy Wagner, 231 ERA, 273 FIP, 422 saves and an 86% rate, a 558 opponent's OPS, and a wins probability added of 29. So Billy Wagner, top to bottom, outstanding career. Like, just outstanding. Some say he's the second best reliever of all time to Mariano Rivera, which, uh, you know, that's high praise for Billy Wagner. And I don't necessarily think that's wrong. He was outstanding, outstanding in his career. Now, let's look at Joe Nathan. Joe Nathan from 2002 to 2016 had a 241 ERA. Wagner was at 231. Joe Nathan had a 276 FIP. Wagner, 273. Joe Nathan saved 376 games at an 89% clip. Billy Wagner saved 422 at an 86% clip. Joe Nathan's opponents hit 564. Their OPS was 564, excuse me, in that span. Billy Wagner's opponents' OPS, 558. Joe Nathan, 31 wins probability added. Wagner, 29. So those numbers are super comparable. <laughs> those numbers are so comparable. And again, I'm not saying Nathan was better than Wagner. Those numbers, a lot of them show that Wagner was a little bit better than Nathan. Wagner's still on the ballot after seven years. He got 51% of the vote yesterday. Joe Nathan didn't even get 5%. He's off the ballot in a year. That doesn't make sense to me. Like, I just can't compute that in my head. How does that make any sense? Their numbers are super comparable. Again, Wagner was a little bit better than Nathan. A little bit better around the margins. But Nathan's off the ballot in one year. He didn't even get 5% of the vote. Like, that's ridiculous. I do think that this brings back into conversation the markets, the market size. And also there is steam. Like Billy Wagner has gotten so much steam on social media and otherwise in the last couple of years. Again, rightly so. This is not tearing down Billy Wagner. This is not tearing down Mariano Rivera. It's actually pushing them up with Joe Nathan because he's on that same level as them. There's been a lot of steam and that certainly impacts voting, I think. And also Wagner pitched for the Astros. Joe Nathan spent a lot of his career with the Twins. But he played for the Giants and he pitched for the Rangers. There's there's no excuse for that. If you're voting for the Hall of Fame, you better know the careers of these guys. You better study. You better take your time to get to know. And then you have these guys turning in blank ballots for the Hall of Fame. It's like, why? Why? <laughs> why? why are you even voting? Like, wh why are you on this committee? It's a super, super flawed system. Super flawed system. And that's not just because I think Joe Nathan should be in the Hall of Fame because he's one of the best relievers of the last 20 years. But because the the other voting too, it's like, what are we doing here? Like every year there's egregious errors. There's, there's been egregious errors forever in Hall of Fame voting. But Joe Nathan's another one. Man. Like that's, Seth was tweeting last night. I agree with Seth. Like it's almost as ridiculous Johan Santana not getting past the first ballot. Joe Nathan didn't even get 5% of the vote. Johan Santana didn't even get 5% of the vote. Should have won three Cy Youngs. He won two. What it threw like he had a no hitter. I just don't. I I don't get that logic 
when you're comparing Nathan to Wagner and Nathan's off the ballot immediately and Wagner's has three years left of eligibility. And you know what? It's trending toward a Hall of Fame induction for Billy Wagner, as it should, and as it should have for Joe Nathan. It's just, it's ridiculous. And it's so ridiculous that I I honestly like, I don't even know if it's worth getting worked up over, but I just, I think it's really sad for Joe Nathan. I know he was hoping to stay on the ballot. It's it's sad for him because it does undermine a great career. And he's just off the ballot like everybody else after one year. It's just like anybody. It's like Nick Punto. We love Nick Punto, but it's like Nick Punto getting on the ballot. He's off in a year anyway. Joe Nathan's off in a year anyway. It's like, what are we doing? Joe Nathan's career was excellent. He was an excellent reliever for a long time. And for a six-year stretch, he was the best reliever in baseball. And he's off. He doesn't even get 5% of the vote. It's ridiculous. Let's talk about BetOnline. BetOnline's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today. To receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, just use our promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. Well, I congratulate David Ortiz for his induction into the Hall of Fame. Twins tweeted out a picture of Ortiz in a twins uniform. Many found that funny. I thought it was funny. He's a twin for life. David Ortiz, twin for life. Um, Terry Ryan, there was a, a great article. I didn't read the article, but people are saying it's great. And I assume it's great. Terry Ryan talking about the David Ortiz decision and why he made that decision and how it was a mistake. And that's amazing that he takes accountability for that because I do think it was the, the worst mistake in, in franchise history. But they're going to happen. You know, those things will happen. It happened over 20 years ago, and it's over. And David Ortiz is a Hall of Famer, rightly so. And you move on. But David Ortiz, man, I was looking at some of his numbers today. He was amazing. He was good as a twin, too. Like, he slugged 500 in his last year with the Twins, was solidly above league average for the Twins, and then just took off for the Red Sox. I don't know enough about the steroid era. I don't know enough about who tested positive, who didn't. You know, there's also so much – ambiguity in that because some guys tested positive for steroids but also tested positive for drugs that were legal but were lumped into the same group as the guys who tested for drugs that were not legal so there's so much ambiguity and there's so much gray area in the steroid era and i think that's why people get upset about bonds and um you know roger clemens and and the others sammy sosa mark mcguire i think people get upset because like in that time period, it's easy to say now, it's easy to sit here now, but during that time, there was so much gray area. The rules, what was happening, Bud Selig, like you just didn't know what was going on, I feel like, in that time and the rule book and everything. So to punish those players, a lot of people feel is unfair. And yeah, I kind of do too. You know, Barry Bonds, you look at Barry Bonds' career and you look back in the 162 wins above replacement. Again, these numbers. I think will remain the most ridiculous and incredible numbers you will ever see from a baseball player, ever see from a hitter, ever, ever, ever. Like you look at Juan Soto's line and it's amazing. You look at Mike Trout's lines, they're amazing. When I look at Barry Bond's line, the, the love of status stats within me, I guess the statistician within me looks at those numbers and 
smiles. I'm like, wow, that is incredible. And the Hall of Fame is a museum. It's a, it's a place for people to go and look and say, wow, and have their jaws drop. It's not a place for people to gatekeep. It's not a place for these old, I don't want to say out of, out of touch voters, but yes, out of touch voters to decide whether you, you are odd or not at a player because of a character clause or because of anything. The, it's a museum meant for people to go and enjoy and learn about the history of baseball and to learn about the history of baseball without Barry Bonds or without Roger Clemens, without Sammy Sosa, without Mark McGuire, without Manny Ramirez is crazy to me. And it's missing a huge chunk. It's missing the whole picture. They're, you're missing one of the best hitters in the history of the game in Barry Bonds. And a lot of people say like he wouldn't be the best hitter of all time if he didn't take steroids. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I just know that when I look at his numbers and I look at Barry Bonds and I look at his career, I, I'm just in awe as a baseball fan. Isn't that what we're trying to do? We're just trying to, to impress the next generation. Isn't that what the goal of the Hall of Fame is, for people to go in and, and enjoy and just be impressed and learn about the history? That's what it's all about, man. It's sad that we're impacting that, and I don't necessarily get super worked up over it. You can tell I don't get super worked up over it. But it is kind of sad that we're restricting the history of the game. There are just things that happen in Major League Baseball where you just you're like, why? 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 Come on. Like these long-standing traditions you just feel like need to be knocked down in order for the game to further grow. And I'm, I'm also of the belief like I don't think baseball is dying. I don't think baseball is going to die. I think it's an amazing game. I think a lot of people love baseball and will continue to love baseball. But they could cut out really easy things. They could do easy things to help the game to not hurt the game in the future. And I think that's one of them. Thank you so much for listening today. Have a great day. Go Twins. We'll be back on Friday. We're going to continue on in our offseason. And I want to look a little bit at the Twins road for 2022. And someone did ask me on YouTube to give like a brief overview. We'll do that. I want to look at 2022, what their plan looks like it's going to be of having these young starters come up what that means for 2022, what it means for 2023. We're going to break that up into multiple episodes. I'm really looking forward to it. Follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. Follow the show at Locked on Twins. Thank you so much for listening. Let me know your thoughts in the comments. Really appreciate it. Appreciate your ears, whether this is your first time, your 515th time, your 200th time, whatever it is, listening to Locked on Twins. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and go Twins.